What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Guardians. I'm Cornholio, the host of the Destiny Show podcast, and I got a favor to ask you. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review and subscribing on Apple. It only takes a minute and it makes a big difference in helping other Guardians find out about our podcast. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you enjoy the show. and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we are live with the awesome Nate Insane. We welcome Nate Insane on the show, and he is a Twitch streamer, a Destiny community member, member of Planet Destiny, and the Tracker Network. He's an awesome guardian, and we're excited to welcome him tonight on the Destiny Show to talk about all things Destiny 2 Beyond Light. We're going to dive into Festival of the Lost. We're going to talk about the state of Destiny 2 and so much more. And first up, I want to welcome my co-host Shadow Price. What's up? Hey, not too much. Just been, you know, uh, enjoying what's left of... uh, It was warm weather last week, but now that fall has started... We've um, we're starting to get a little colder. It's getting a little rainy here, but you know that means we're getting this much closer to the new consoles, though. You know, because we're going to be getting those new consoles next month, and that's exciting. It's all going to happen like in the span of like one day too. So we're going to get we get two consoles in one day. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And that's going to be insane. It's going to be so crazy. And, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm in Florida now, and what you're describing to me is the complete opposite of what I should expect, but I don't, right? Because it's warm. It feels like summer, but it's not. It's October. So it's it's actually getting to a point where the weather is getting just perfect, where I go outside and it's, like, not too hot, not too cold. So I'm I'm kind of excited about it. And yes, the consoles are coming out. And if you know me and Shadow Price, yep, we're crazy. We're getting all the consoles. We're getting the Xbox One X, series Xbox X. Series X, excuse me. And we're getting the PlayStation 5. And what's that other one that's not coming out for like a year and a half? Uh, the one that you didn't get. Oh, that's like next year. Oh, yeah, that's the um, what is that? The analog pocket, the analog pocket. Yeah, that's yeah. the other one. I, I don't I don't have enough time to play, man. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, I said it's just going to be pretty cool. Uh, Beyond Light is also going to launch the same day as the Series X is coming out, too. So. It's going to be pretty awesome, like we'll be able to play like on series x or pc you know like flip back and forth 
and you know it's gonna be nice playing with four you know 4k 60 and shadow price now are you getting your consoles on the 12th of november yeah yeah i am okay walmart (laughs) awesome okay i'm getting mine on thursday as well and you know what's happening on the 12th thursday uh yes i do yes i do well we're gonna tell you guys because you're here live thursday november 12th we're gonna welcome the awesome cosmo on the destiny show so we're really excited about that we're gonna be making the announcement in just a little bit after the show and we have a very exciting lineup of guests planned for the month of october and november and december Uh, And we can't wait to share this with you in just a little bit. But before we do, we're going to dive into all things Destiny. We're going to put Nathan Sane on the hot seat tonight. Nathan Sane, I hope you're ready. Oh, I'm board ready. (laughs) All right. I love it. So we're going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to ask you some things. And we're going to start with how did you get started in Destiny? Oh, I got uh, I got started in Destiny doing like trials carries back in D1. Um, oh, the glory days. The glorious days. I played Destiny like in the beta. I went there on launch day and picked it up. Uh, I remember standing in line and answering Halo questions because uh, they were asking just Bungie questions, Bungie-based questions, and all they had ever done was Halo at the point. Well, other games too, but mainly Halo. And... uh yeah, so from there, I just pl- I played the beta. I was like, okay, I got to get this game. And then once it came out, I was like, okay, I got, I'm got i main in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, what happens. You know, people, we get dragged into the game, you know, from somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now, Nathan, are you a beta boy? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I think I played the alpha, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. I Excuse I me. Have. I can't remember. When it's been so alpha? long. I was like in when 20- was the alpha 13, 14. I can't remember. It's been so many years. Okay. I know it was 24. I, it was probably 2014. The, oh, the alpha that was in June of 2014. June, that was like a month before yeah. the beta, which was in July. Yep. Okay. So I got to ask, how did you manage to get into the alpha? I honestly don't even remember. I think it was cause I was signed up with my old account on the bungee forums and stuff. And I, it was, I, I don't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> you got a really cool exclusive album too, though, didn't you? For that, I'm sure. I, I think so. I, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Alpha Alpha emblem. That's probably the rarest emblem in all of Destiny. Oh, I think like they, they have the uh, the mods one. They're pretty rare too. Those are cool. I like I, I like the, uh, if you guys saw that Ninja mod uh, for being a, a moderator. Oh, yeah. Forums. Yeah. Those are, that one looks sick. <laughs> I was like, I want that one. <laughs> Well, you know what you have to do, and oh, you can make yeah. that happen. You can do it, Guardian. But it's a lot of work being a moderator, so I don't know. Is yeah, it, is I, it, don't, I don't know, think I could do it. <laughs> that's a big responsibility. Do you do you have the time for that responsibility, sir? I used no, to, I don't. Yeah, I used to mod for uh, Facebook groups, like the Destiny 2 Facebook groups or Destiny 1 Facebook groups, and that was uh, that was taxing. I didn't want to do that ever again, so I probably would never do it again. <laughs> I tried moderating our chat once and we had a bad apple. And what I did was I ended up promoting him to a mod in instead of getting rid of him. <laughs> so that was my experience. 
And then oh, luckily no. we, we had some people step up to help because it was getting kind of wild. And I'm like promoting all the bad apples to mod and sure, all doing. the power. <laughs> right. Here you go. You can have control of the podcast. You you drive. You you got this. It's good. So, Nathan, the next question we have for you. What is your favorite year in video games? Oof. That's um, a that's a recent one. memory. Recent memory. Man. I'm I'm really excited for this year actually just because there's like the technological leaps that are uh, happening at the end of this year. I'm th- I think this year and next year, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens with developing uh, under these conditions. And then also with the new hardware, um, you know, with all these new consoles coming up that are essentially like little mini, like strong PCs, they've always been PCs, but these are like leaps and bounds better now. Um, hopefully these next gen games all get developed around these systems and then pc games are also you know getting developed on pc um but with so much extra power with all these new graphic cards and stuff and then you have amd coming out with competitive graphic cards as well so uh, i'm really interested in this next year and then this year i think this is going to be the 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 pinnacle of gaming yeah no i think you're totally right you're totally right i think the leap that we're getting right now in video games it's absolutely insane like just for perspective, my 1080 Ti graphics card that was like the top of the line just two generations ago is now a third as powerful as the new 3080. Yeah, I That's just bought a 2080 crazy. last year. <laughs> I just built a PC last year and oh. now it's outdated already. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I can well, rebuild it. I can make it stronger. I think, uh, I think NVIDIA has a program because they felt bad, right? Where you can essentially trade in your 2080 and get half of the credit for the next card. Oh, that's cool. I don't, I don't know how worthwhile it would be, but if you had a 2080 TI and you paid 1500 for that, Oof. yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's a fair trade off to get the 3080, which is more powerful than that. Yeah, you get your hands on it right now. Oh my god, it's impossible to get a third. Yeah, it's been really tough. It's been really tough getting a hold of the new graphics card. I've been trying, and I sold my card thinking, I got this. I got this. (laughs) I'm gonna get this new card. No problem. Guess what? Midnight hit, and it was sold out within like seconds. Couldn't beat the I've never seen anything get sold out so quickly. I never seen it go in stock. Like it just it, I, it literally. I had yeah. it in my cart, and then they pulled it out of my cart. I was quite upset. They heated it right out of there, didn't they? Right out of there. I was like, they're like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> sorry. I, I, the way I look at it, if you can get it in your cart, you got it in your cart. Let me buy it. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of go also, you know, the for these websites and things like that to get their shit together? Like it yeah. seems like wouldn't there be like after these like snafus and these debacles, there would be some bot protection, hopefully. Yeah. Like, captures and stuff or, you know, yeah. something, but there was yeah, nothing I, like that. At least I, I think they should have done captures to do like to check out. Like once you hit the checkout button, uh, you have to complete those tasks that way, you know, then you kind of like, it's like a game. It's like comp- competitive where you're trying to do it faster than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know it's difficult because when you get like so many people on a website and just, 
bogs it down and it just buckles under the weight of its own, you know, like. You know what's the most annoying thing in the world? And I played that game. <laughs> Let me tell you. So I go on this website and I think I was trying to pick up like a Zotac card, which is good thing I didn't because those cards are not very good. They have a lot of problems. So I was playing the CAPTCHA game for like two and a half hours because literally I entered a CAPTCHA. It's like, okay, submit. I submitted it, another CAPTCHA, and another CAPTCHA, and another <laughs> CAPTCHA. It's the most frustrating thing for me as a customer, and all I could think is, like, I hope this website burns the fuck down. If I have to enter another fucking CAPTCHA, I'm going to... Burn don't know. this mother down. <laughs> I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. So, dude, it, it was very frustrating trying to get a graphics card, and I still couldn't. Well, we'll see. Maybe soon. I will work on it. So, Nathan, which game is getting Game of the Year in 2020? Oh, Cyberpunk easily. I, I have pretty much full faith that Cyberpunk will, will decimate all. <laughs> if it launches on November 19th, if they make it to the finish line, if this crunch is actually, you know, kind of sucks that they have to crunch, you know, Especially yeah. when they're, you know, the big boss said they didn't, weren't, weren't going to have to do that. They, were, they weren't going to do that. They're now going to do that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be cyberpunk because everything I've seen of that game is just going to be incredible. Like, you can't even imagine a world like that they built. Like, you know, it's it's going to be insane. Yeah, easily that that game is. I'm excited. And the crazy thing is, to me, Destiny 2 is coming out with new content. We're getting a PlayStation. We're getting a new Xbox. Doing a podcast with Cosmo all on the same day. And then one week later, Cyberpunk will be out. And then Cyberpunk is coming out a week later. Like, it's like gamer paradise, man. It's, it's great. And I, I'm really excited. You know what's really impressive, though? Like... CD Projekt Red, have they ever made a first-person shooter before? Like, uh, it's impressive the way this game looks. Like, the mechanics. I, and, you know... Uh, would like, you consider Saints Row a... Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've only done, like, Witcher and things like that. I mean, no, they have, like, other games, but have they done a first-person shooter? I don't think so. So this is um, going to be... Just the way it looks, though, it's like they've, they've nailed it. Like, yeah. The way it looks, it looks incredible. The reloading, the firing, the moving, the all that stuff. So I hope that will be the case when we do play it, which I think it will be. So yeah, I yeah. think I think it'll be good. The game looks too. really, really, really good. It looks like honestly what I wish for Destiny to have. I wish Destiny had that level of depth in it. And the the storyline and the immersion and Maybe I'm, Destiny I'm really three. Excited. If we get a Destiny 3. Oh, we will. Yeah. You, you know you we will. So? I, I absolutely you, believe you so. What's going to happen after Lost Lake? I think in after two years, I think they're going to, I think what they've done is rebuilt the engine, you know, as we've heard, um, took stuff out. They're going to rework that stuff. They're going to make this thing last as long as they can. And then uh, probably end up working on Destiny 3. That's what I would think. Cause that, this is a whole lot of reworking and rebuilding. Um, I feel like they could just kind of like 
mitigate all that work after they've already released everything and then uh just go full in with where they are at the end of destiny 2's life cycle and just carry that over to destiny 3 and just have it more perfected and refined with next gen and stuff too you gotta think like they've been building cyberpunk for eight years they they started in 2012 and now they're finally finishing it wow eight years that's crazy Oh, these games take a long time. <laughs> yeah, and you, and, and you can tell. I mean, it's a huge game. So beautiful the fact that it takes eight years. I mean, that's totally understandable because of just how big the world is and how much assets you have to build for it. The same as like Dragon Age and Skyrim and all that stuff. Uh, you know, but the the unfortunate thing is like games that get time crunched, kind of like uh, Anthem. You know, those those can be the the download tools that they are using for this game though it looks beautiful i mean yeah absolutely incredible the character models are looking insane and everything you know it's like it's amazing what they're able to do at cd project red yeah no i think cd project red i mean they're they're a rare company that can accomplish what most companies can't you know they're able to do it with smaller teams mind you because, I mean, The Witcher 3, for example, had a pretty small team working on it. And look at what they were able to accomplish with that game. Oh, yeah. To this day, it serves as a benchmark for what games are. And it's a testament to how good they are at building these worlds and building these games. And that's why I'm so excited for Cyberpunk and being able to play these games on console in 4K60 or above. It's going to be exciting. I'm really excited about that. And I would be really curious to see what they're able to do with Cyberpunk, perhaps in VR. Because I know they haven't talked about it, and it may not come out at the same time as the game comes out, obviously. They're trying to push the game out. But being able to play in VR with these immersive worlds, that would be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of a fanboy of VR because I've developed an appreciation for it. And even though it's like it's not the same graphics, my computer can probably play games with much higher frames, much higher graphics. But the games are really immersive. Like I've been able to work out in virtual reality. Like that's pretty, pretty cool. Eventually, we'll just get to the point where we're like a uh, sword art online and we can just like teleport our brains into the game. <laughs> yeah. Play Lawnmower Man, you know, yeah. the game, the movie, <laughs> the game, because <laughs> that that was like the first movie to introduce virtual reality. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an old that's an oldie. <laughs> now yeah. it's an oldie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Nathan saying, I got to ask, are you an Xbox guy or are you a PlayStation guy? Which one will you be? I will be a PC 2 guy. No, just PC. <laughs> um, just PC. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, pro- I'll grab a PS5 just because there's it's if you have a PC, there's almost, uh, I, I, unless there's exclusives on there, I think you get pretty much everything via the Game Pass uh, on PC that you get on Xbox. So it's almost like unneeded in a way. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to yeah. be introducing crossplay too. I think Game Pass is like the ultimate value. Oh, yeah. Right. If you think about it, for like 15 bucks a month, you're getting access to a lot of content, a lot of games. 
And it feels like every month it's getting stronger as a value proposition because, I mean, just recently Microsoft bought out Bethesda and ZeniMax. Yeah. That was monumental. So that That's means true. that every game under the Bethesda umbrella will go to Game Pass from Doom to the Elder Scrolls to what's that new one that's coming out shadow starfield starfield yeah so that's that's a pretty big value proposition and i'm gonna guess that at some point bungie had a conversation with microsoft because microsoft is very eager about buying companies out and you can't tell me that microsoft wouldn't even at least try to approach bungie right the price was probably too high, as I think was recently speculated. Let's call it that. And they couldn't come up with a deal. So they said, okay, let's see if Bethesda will sell. And they came up yeah. with a price. How, how, what was the price? Was it like $8 billion? $7.5 billion. $7.5 billion. Bill Gates has Man. that money. It's no problem. He just wrote a check. Yeah, it was in his like couch cushion, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I guess I'll get this one, I guess. It's like beer money. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. and I just downloaded uh, Doom Eternal on Game Pass today. It came to Game Pass today. So it's, uh, yeah, one of, the, one of those new Bethesda games. I think Bethesda makes decent games. But I think the problem is that they have to compete against really big titles that are really hard to compete with when both games are $60, right? But now with Bethesda going to Game Pass with all of their titles, I think it's going to allow them to reach a wider audience base. More people are going to play these games. And I think they're going to get the funding they need to be able to release the games in a respect respectable manner because i think bethesda has been struggling for a really long time now like look at fallout 76 i mean that game was a disaster at launch and they had to make a lot of changes to it in order to make it into a game that is worthy of a 60 dollars price tag and that's still debatable to this day have you guys played that at all uh, I looked at it, but I, I heard too many things. So I played it for maybe 15 minutes. And I don't know if that tells you anything, but you know how I am with my video games. It doesn't take me a long time to determine whether or not I'm going to really like the game. But I started playing it and I was like, nah, the, the mechanics were kind of clunky and just it didn't feel like destiny, right? It didn't feel smooth the the shooting mechanics weren't quite there and uh for me personally if i'm gonna play a game and i have some free time to play a game it's probably gonna be destiny right cyberpunk would probably get me to play but not too many games will yeah the shooting just feels like so good in destiny you know it's hard when you have to measure other games against the shooting mechanics in destiny you know, yeah not a lot of games can live up to that caliber. You know, there are some, but 
a lot of them do fall short. Um, there's some interesting things that came out this week. Uh, there's some preview Xbox Series X units that went out to some uh, uh, YouTubers and different um, you know personalities in the media, and they Saw got to that. test the the backwards compatibility features on it and the storage and how fast the the games load and you know transfer speeds and things like that and it's like like at least four or five times faster on the series x than on the xbox one x yeah so that's pretty pretty sweet yeah that these games i mean and they were only able to test backwards compatible games but they were able to test like you know red dead redemption 2 they tested destiny 2 for its like loading and they went from it used to load it took two minutes to load on like the xbox one and xbox one x and down it's down to like 43 seconds now or something like that and it takes only 30 seconds to get in onto a planet whereas it took minutes before so so confession time you know why i bought an xbox series x i bought an xbox series x so i can play destiny one on the new platform to see if maybe the frames are a little better or the graphics are a little better or it runs smoother, but it's really so I can play destiny one again and be able to experience the entire world. Because for me, I think that was probably a better game for me personally. As far as like (laughs) the, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's hard because you just, you, that's what you you know you played on the the nostalgia factor you know all those awesome raids all the different events you know you you have a soft spot for that game you know we had it we were connected to that world we played so much in it you know and it's like they're you know they're bringing things in from you know destiny one now with the with the vault you know it's going to feel pretty cool going back to the cosmodrome now and being able to experience that in high frame rate because we've never been able to except in these small missions and you know destiny 2 when we went and got the risk runner and the thunderlord and things like that but you know being actually able to you know roam around on the cosmodrome again it's gonna be pretty cool yeah no i agree i think it's gonna be pretty fun and going back to the Vault of Glass, you know, I'm I'm curious, are they going to really change it fundamentally? Because if they're going to do a world's first race, they can't make it the same that it was initially when we were first playing it. But at the same time, I feel like they can't change it too much. So do they completely scrap the idea of doing a world's first race for that raid? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they'll end up doing another world's first for it. I think they'll change up the mechanics too. Cause it's just been, you know, everything cause it kind of gets updated a little bit and it's got, it'll be on a, a probably a smoother engine now. Um, I think it'll be updated. It'll be cool. Unless you can throw like, you know, how we used to do it and do solar nades and just throw Atheon off the map. That'd be hilarious. If we can just do that, <laughs> do that again. <laughs> yeah. And the Templar too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you going to use against the oracles? And mind you, you don't have anything with Oracle Disruptor because RNG sucks in the Vault of Glass, as we remember. 
So if you don't have anything with Oracle Disruptor, what do you use? Oh, my God. When we first go in there, we're not going to have anything with Oracle Disruptor on it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's if there is Oracles. Maybe there, won't, maybe there won't be. Maybe there'll be something new. Oh, there'll be Oracles. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> <laughs> if there were Oracles in the Whisper mission, which there was, I think there would be Oracles in Vogue. Um, but... uh. Lots I don't of know, oracles. maybe like thousand voices or something like that. <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll start with thousand voices. Oh, uh, sleeper, sleeper simulant. There we go. Because sleeper was good on it in D one too. I think on the oracle. I'll just do the spinny sword. She's a gilly- oh gilly- yeah. The... <laughs> That'd probably be easier too. <laughs> Whatever that sword is called. The dark drinker wannabe. <laughs> Yeah. Drinker. Yes. Dark drinker mini. Yeah. Good times. Good, good times. Form so Gillen team. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. With that weird name. I still don't have it. I still have to get it. And I can't because I don't have a computer that can play the game at the moment. I need a graphics card. If anybody knows, if the 3080 is in stock, let me know, please. I need one. Like, seriously. <laughs> But I could play on my Xbox or my PlayStation, so it's not like all hope is lost, but going from 140 frames to 30 or less? Oof. No bueno. It's not easy. How is that like for you, Nathan? Moving from 30 frames on console going to 140 on your PC? Oh, I'm at a, I'm at the 240 because I have a 240 hertz monitor um, and I have a 2080. So I get over, over 144 on average. I get like probably 170, 200, depending on where I'm at. (laughs) And and it's real nice Um, going. I can't, I, I, since I came to PC, I I just can't go back to console. Um, I get, I get legit motion sickness. Um, playing it and it's just it's the fov is so close the uh 30 fps definitely gives me like like headaches um i think if i played it for like a week or two it'd be okay but uh it just feels completely different hopefully destiny 2 on you know the series x and ps5 will have the fov sliders too Uh, i don't think it will I only hope. Uh, only hope uh, for it. Yeah, uh, you can be optimistic, but I, I didn't see them show that off. So until they show it off, or it's somebody who opens it and it's there, I, I have no. I'm not getting that optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I think if they It'll are going to do it, it we'll hear something about it like this month. I'm guessing, yeah. right? In one of the clubs yeah. or or something like that. I think it's going to be set FOV, and I don't know if it'll be max. So it'd be nice if it was just automatically maxed out. But I hopefully a lot of people uh, buy monitors because I think a lot of people are going to use their TVs and that uh, majority of TVs are maybe 60 hertz. So you'll see the 60 FPS, but you won't see like if, if you have a 140, you know, if you're getting 144 yeah. frames because you decide to down. Uh, hopefully they let you toggle the graphics. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... Uh... That's going to be a problem with a lot of TVs. And uh, Nathan, you brought up a great point about that. Most TVs are not equipped to handle anything above 60 hertz. That's not really a thing with televisions. So it's going to be interesting because 
some of these games are promised to run in 120 frames or 140 frames. Yeah. And it's like, unless you're running a very expensive TV. That yeah, there is a that, TV. There is a TV right now. There, there is it's a TV called the LG CX, I believe. And how much there is that TV, Shadow Price? Enlighten $1,500. Um, Thank you. $1,500. Best buy for $1,500, it's a 55-inch. It does 120 hertz, and it's got an HDMI 2.1 um, jack in it. And you're going to want the 2.1 to get that, you know, for that 4K signal on the new consoles. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably so get a new. I'll probably get a new one next year. I'll probably get a new TV next year. Hopefully, yeah, wait. It'll go down in price next year. And they'll. Yeah, they'll I think I think a lot of people too. are going to be leaving uh leaving frames on the table. Unfortunately, um, unless you have a monitor. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think for me, I'm not going to worry about getting a new TV because my TV is pretty good, and I barely use the TV that I already have. So it's like, eh. I don't know. And if, if I'm going to get a TV, it needs to be a really good TV. It can't be just an okay TV. So I would have to invest at least $1,000 to get a new TV. And it's like, I'm already buying two consoles. And you next year, what are we getting We're getting the 2.1 HDMI, and you'll need the 120 hertz. Like, if you get a new TV and you don't get those, you're wasting your money. <laughs> so... That's, you know, that's what you'll want to get if you are in, if you are looking for the optimal experiments experience on your new consoles, if you are getting a PS5 and the Series X. So. So there you have it. <laughs> now, you know. Yeah, you'll need that HDMI 2.1 cable too. They have them on yeah. Amazon. So. You're just trying to get more money out of me. Like I'm just trying to take a breath, and you're like, "Well, you need this, and you need this, and you need this." Hey, like, man, this generation's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, expensive, I, but at the same time, if you think about it, with the power that we're getting, it's like we would have to pay a lot more money, even just six months ago, to get the same kind of power and technology that we're able to get now for just a fraction of the cost, and that's why. When I heard, oh, the 3080 graphics cards are coming out and they're going to be $700, that's great. And I would never think like that where, oh, $700 is a good price for something. But with triple the power from what I had just two years ago at that same price point, that's insane. Yeah. That is insane. And I think it's going to be a really exciting time in video game history because I think this generation of gaming will be the most powerful and it's going to set the path for the next 10, 20 years because all of these companies are competing for the market share and to have that dominant marketplace where they can sell you digital content because the new generation of gamers don't really care so much about the physical copies. We might, right? But the younger generation does not care so much about physical. They want the convenience of downloading and having it right now, easy access. And that's why yeah. the Nintendo Switch is so popular. So I got to ask, who is the real Nathan Sane? Oh, 
Uh, that's a that's a, a very existential question. <laughs> I was trying to think of how I would answer that. Um, well, I'm I'm a I'm a family man first. I have a, a beautiful lady and a uh, an awesome kid. So those those are my my that's my main priority in life. Um, and then other than that, I, I I content create on the side for a hobby. Uh, I lift a lot of weights. Uh, I watch a lot of anime. And I try to overall just be a, a very consistent human being, like uh, just constantly evolving and learning things and trying to learn things and trying to get better at things. And uh, also trying to like build a community and, you know, just make friends. That's that's who I am. <laughs> now, you mentioned that you like to work out. Have you found it more difficult to be able to work out? with everything going on with covid uh slightly just more of the uh like not being able to have the machines um but i have my own personal home gym so i because i i bought like i have like six seven hundred pounds of weight in my garage um and an elliptical and everything's and pull up bar and dip station so i'm able to still work out relatively as good as i was um, just not able to like do like the accessory muscles. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to find dumbbells. I cannot find dumbbells anywhere. They're <laughs> literally impossible. <laughs> I thought I had ordered some. I had some nope. ordered on Amazon, and I never received them. They'll so. they'll show up next year. Don't worry. <laughs> <They'll show up. laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been it's been hard to get a lot of a lot of things from technology items to gym equipment dumbbells they've gone up in price so substantially for me i found uh virtual reality psvr there's a game called uh box vr oh yeah and it it essentially simulates like a real gym and it's kind of like this taibo style workout program it it gives you a sweat. It's been pretty good. And I know Shadow Price has been doing a workout program with Nintendo. Yeah, I've been with, doing uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Are you still doing that, Shadow Price? Yeah, I did it this morning. Okay, yeah. there you go. Staying consistent. And and how are the results? You've been doing it for a while now, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to do it much earlier this week because I had to work a lot of overtime from my job because we're in we are end of year, just end of fiscal year. Um, but I was able to do it this morning. I've been trying to do it at least at least three or four times a week. Um, I definitely feel like more fit. So I, I know it's working. More fit, more flexible. I'm hoping to get in the gym next week, back in the gym. So because they're finally opening for the masses. So that's good. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, this thing has been a good supplemental, you know, you know, for being able to get some some form of exercise in. And Nathan, what have you been doing to stay fit and in good health? Oh, uh, my normal my normal routine. I I do like some basic uh, basic lifts like bench press squats deadlifts uh pull-ups pull-ups are like are are the one of the main things i've been focusing on in my training lately uh just because i think being able to control your whole body weight and doing like it's just it's a killer 
because uh, a lot of people like will will rush through pull-ups and try to get like you know i gotta get 10 and bust them out as fast as possible i try to do it as slow as humanly possible and control it the whole entire way because i feel like uh being able to like do calisthenics and uh control your body weight and move in a certain like hold everything together <laughs> while you're like with with just your arms is probably one of the hardest things a human being can do and you don't really realize it until you get older but like when you're a kid you could just like climb on monkey bars and do everything and it was like no no big deal um but as you get older you're just like yeah i can't do a pull-up this sucks <laughs> yeah um, especially we have really long arms like me <laughs> and so <laughs> i'm slow anyways because i have to go so far <laughs> reach the bar and then um i also do the uh insanity max 30s uh I, my girlfriend does those and i do them with her every now and then to to help motivate her because sometimes she's just like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, I'll do it with you if you just do it. <laughs> and that that's more for my yeah, athletic side. Yeah, you know, it's always good to have somebody to work out with and to hold each other accountable. So that that definitely helps out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I try to I try to work out every day after I get off work around 3.30. I get home by 4, and then I'm working out at 4 till probably like 5.30 or so. Um, and then I'm like eating dinner, then trying to either make a YouTube video or do something to relax or something. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, you know, I admittedly need to work out a bit more. But, you know, I, I do okay, because I do Beat Saber, I do Box VR, so those are pretty decent workouts for me. Yeah. Not too bad, but uh, I can definitely do more, you know, to, to really get in shape, because, you know, I've been slacking. Definitely That's been right. slacking on that department. But it's been we'll, a, we'll, a rough year. It's been a weird year, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been a rough year, but, like, at the same time, I feel very blessed, because... I don't have to struggle like some of the people out there and I feel for them, you know? So I feel for me, I, I feel very fortunate where I, I didn't have to deal with some of the things that that's going on in the world. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. It's been a weird year. So Nathan, what do you do when you're not playing destiny? Oh, uh, I'm usually just, you know, working on some kind of uh video or learning something uh working out and spending time with my family um I, I i do some graphic design on the side lately i've been picking that back up i used to do it when i was younger but i i kind of stopped and then uh just recently i've just kind of felt the the urge to start making some weird abstract things so been doing that a little bit and possibly doing like merch a merch line with that um uh, but overall not too much else <laughs> well definitely keep us up to date on that because that that sounds awesome and now when you do graphics design do you work with specific programs or, or what kind of design do you like to do oh uh, i use like uh, clip studio paint and then uh that's something i got my girlfriend because she's very she's much more talented at art than i am so I got her a drawing tablet, but I'll, I'll you know, maybe use it every now and then. Um, but may, basically just like kind of tweaking with things and uh, using just uh, trying to be as weird as <laughs> like does weird things as possible. Uh, 
so yeah that's, I, I used like clip studio paint uh I, i'm looking into getting photoshop again because i feel like that's just the ultimate program to manipulate photos so yeah photoshop is really nice to use um i actually use photoshop for a lot of my projects and i got a pretty decent deal from adobe so i think i pay like 30 bucks a month uh and i get access to all of their programs which is nice um and uh, it's been fun learning with like editing software and and i don't dabble with illustrator i've been using photoshop and also obviously adobe audition for the podcast so yeah it's been fun And Nathan, on that note, what are some challenges that you faced as a content creator? Oh, uh, finding time. Time is, it's tough. Uh, and just staying uh, motivated, like, because sometimes you kind of feel like you're just, uh, how do I put it, like sleepwalking almost. Like you're just like, that's how I've been feeling lately at least because I'm just always constantly doing things. And sometimes I just kind of lose my perspective on like time. Like my, my graphs with time goes away almost just because we're not really able to do much. Um, you know, I'm stuck at home, can't really go out to eat and stuff. And I'm just working on things constantly. And I have like a good routine, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, I'm just going through it. <laughs> I just feel like a zombie. <laughs> and then just finding all the time to fit it all in the day, it, it can be tough. Yeah, definitely. Finding time is, is is hard because there's so much going on, you know, between work and, and life and family and responsibilities. And it's it's tough. Even like just finding time to play video games has been I don't know, it's been it's been kind of rough for me too. Seemed like earlier in the year for me, it was easier for me to play video games, but you know, that's when I literally was locked down and couldn't go nowhere when we were you know, at the height of the pandemic. But where I am now, it's, you know, the only time I have to wear a mask is when I'm like in some place, you know, so it's uh, even when you go like, because I've been able to go out to eat. A lot of times when I go out to eat, though, I usually, you know, I'm outside, you know, we have to wear our masks when we go up to the place. And then when we sit down, then we can take the masks off. So um, that's how they've been able to handle things here. Uh, so yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Like places are opening up and I'm in Florida. So, you know, we, we had more cases than some of the other states recently, but things are starting to come back to normal. Like downtown actually has people, you know, we can go inside and get sushi and eat in the restaurant now. And that's what we actually did earlier today. So that was really nice to be able to just kind of get some kind of normalcy back. And uh, I, I can definitely appreciate a lot that before we would just take advantage of, like being able to go to a bar and grab a drink where we just couldn't really do that. Now we're starting to be able to get some of that back. Yeah. Who inspires you, Nathan, to create content? Um, I think I, I, it might sound kind of like I feel like you kind of have to be a little conceited, but I kind of try to inspire myself. Um, 
there are a lot of content creators that I look up to. Like uh, you've had Young Khan. He's one of the guys I, I met him in person at Guardian Con 2017. He's one of the guys I, I look up to and uh, I, I seek wisdom from him because he drops a lot of good truth and knowledge. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I look up to a lot of other creators or at least admire a lot of them because uh, the ones that are like very consistent in their character, I look for that in a, somebody that that inspires me is like that, that that is able to present themselves and be true to who they are and build a community around that. That's, that's inspiring to me. And then um, there's a lot, there's a lot of good YouTubers out there and stuff too, that are, are really awesome. Like if I, some people don't like him, but my friend, dark side royalty joker, he is <laughs> he, he's a lot, you know, he's, he's not everybody's cup of tea and, but I appreciate the crap out of him because he's a, uh, he's a, he's a, genuine like he tells you his perspective and he doesn't particularly care about like doesn't sugarcoat it at all does not sugarcoat it and you know yeah. people call him a, a bungee hater but or a destiny hater but i think he really he, does like destiny you know he really yeah, does he like loves the game yeah me and him talked about it uh, to an ex to great extent that he he loves the game he wants it to be successful but you know in every industry and i think a, a lot of people need to to kind of take a step back and understand that there's critiques in every industry of any social, like any kind of media. Uh, you got, you know, Roger Ebert giving thumbs down and you got Rotten Tomatoes giving thumbs down or whatever. And you know, how rotten is a movie or how tomatoey it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, so he, he's somebody that I really look up to because he's able to, he's always been really consistent. He doesn't flip flop or pander. And uh, even if that means he doesn't get invited to like a lot of bungee things because he's got pretty crass, uh speaking <laughs> uh you know he, he still stays true to his true, stays true to himself yeah, yeah himself and his community he doesn't yeah. he doesn't just you know hit you with a 180 and and then you know I, i've met a lot of people that you know kind of can do that and i'm i'm not a big fan of that but <laughs> and his criticism comes from a natural place he he just like us wants things to be better he he wants the yeah. best destiny you know that yeah. it can be you know because we know what Bungie is capable of. Absolutely. We, I mean, you know, yeah. so they revolutionized gaming. I, I mean, they made Halo. They, you, we know what you can do. So exactly. I don't, I, I, I still am in, in the belief that nothing has come close to Halo 3 or, or Halo 2 in, in any real. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you, you'd look back at it, there's theater mode, forge mode one of the best multiplayers with skill-based or connection-based matchmaking uh one of the greatest campaigns to ever be made and some some of the most in-depth lore that still goes to this day i love both uh, of those games too definitely like the, they're awesome games the lore the story in the games just the combat everything is amazing about those games and i i do feel like destiny is is constantly on the right track but at the same time kind of gets convoluted in its own message and uh destination it kind of it, it loses where it wants to go at times over the years it has has a, it's uh, had an identity crisis absolutely that's like. that's the best way to put it it's it's constantly i mean when you have uh rotating heads that are managing the game and you know they they switch and then there's a different vision and maybe not not the whole studio is working towards something else at the time. So now you have to switch gears completely. I mean, the the game's been rebooted. What it got rebooted in Destiny One before it got rebooted in the beginning, and then it, it got rebooted again in Destiny Two. You got rebooted in Destiny Two. Yep. 
and, well. and now if you even look at it i mean we've gone from from looking at year one of destiny 2 with a double primaries and a very minimal minimalistic uh approach to the game a very user-friendly and now we're going into uh beyond light with probably the most in-depth and mmoe aspects like i mean we have mods and, and just a crazy amount of builds that can be made and all in the same game that that that's mind-blowing to me yeah the game literally had to like you know steer the other way do a 180 like you said you know had to like change course well yeah 1000 i mean i i watched i think uh i was watching youtube the other day and a video came up of a like a, a 2017 destiny 2 video and i was like oh my gosh i i don't even recognize this game there's like only one mod slot <laughs> you know it's, yeah it's crazy you have to work the gear and it was done it's like oh man and now it's i mean how many different stat rolls you can get how many different perks you can combine with other perks um it's it's actually like truly amazing what they've been able to evolve the game into after rebuilding it completely um i i give them props i just i i would have i would think it would have been easier to just make destiny 3 but <laughs> i don't know i'm not a dev <laughs> yeah i i feel like they've their vision they they like have they have a vision now i feel like you know i feel like they yeah. they are steering it in the right direction now especially with them announcing you know the two expansions after this one too you know they've never done yeah. that before you know like the, you, we've only seen stuff like you, you know leaked images of like you know what expansions we had coming up you know from uh you know something an act, a press conference or something or some sort of internal conference that they had you know those leaked images when we saw the comet dlc back in d1 which became like the taken king yeah. you know it's a, so it's yeah and you know what's funny today is actually the one-year anniversary of uh shadow keep oh so, yeah one year <laughs> oh ago is it today. really i didn't even yeah. know that that's really cool yeah shadow keep was was great um i still think forsaken uh yeah yeah forsaken was my favorite i i liked this the story just i thought they did such a, a killer job um with uh with aldrin and the story and setting up like it, it i hope they do more of that and uh you know set up that that lore and the story and the backstory because i understood what i was doing i understand why i needed to take out the barons and it was i thought it was phenomenal yeah yeah it was really good i mean that's why i'm so excited for beyond light like i have you know i just i feel like the game can finally like i don't know they can finally take the game where they want to take it you know yeah. and especially how it's going to look on the on the new consoles too you know people on console are finally going to be able to play it in 60 frames you know so that's also pretty exciting yeah 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 and embrace the power fantasy i, I that's one thing i try to tell people um especially like pv you know i mean i mainly play pvp um i do like enjoy i do enjoy pv with friends but uh pvp is like always just been something i've enjoyed playing in in gaming and uh the pvp in this game is is crazy and fun and frustrating and <laughs> it's so many different yeah, things every everything you described every emotion yes. <laughs> yeah you get in one match you can go from from all the spectrums of emotions through every single one despair anger frustration happiness glory you know it's just it's so many different things 
Yeah, and I want that feeling from like Destiny One PvP back too. Like I played so much of D One PvP. Um, you know, I just I feel like the last I I put in five thousand hours in Destiny One, and I feel like half of it was Crucible. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in the Crucible a lot in D one, uh, especially in Trials. I mean, I I felt like the Trials experience was was it always is a microcast. I always look at it as a microcasm of the state of the game. And um, you know, yeah. I think if you, right now I feel bad for the the player base because there's a lot of issues with the game. Um, balance wise, it's just been such a long time since the sandbox been has been updated. So it's been rewards, really tough. rewards yeah, too. Rewards are yeah. The rewards have not been not where not ex- expectation levels you know um yeah. it was just, i mean they could have i i would have personally brought back the the cooler armor set or brought a whole new armor set instead of just rehashing a, a the that 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 armor set was not my favorite so i'm a little biased here some people like it but i was more of a fan of like the uh the third armor set the the cat cat one for the the hunter <laughs> we have some really interesting Things coming up with Beyond Light. I think that Bungie is definitely going in the right direction. I think you know you're you're both very right about that, and it's going to be exciting to see what we get because I mean Forsaken, I think, was probably one of the best expansions that we got in Destiny 2. Right, that kind of set the benchmark for a while. Like they actually got the campaign right. Shadow Keep for me personally, like I'm gonna kind of disagree with you, Nathan, because for me, I was very excited about Shadow Keep before it came out. When I was playing it, I felt like it would it got very exhausting because leveling yeah. up to the power cap, it, it was just a tedious process. And it felt like we got a new environment, which was kind of cool, but it still didn't really hit that high mark that Destiny 1 Moon did for me. And the story was kind of not as strong. Like the, yeah, the story just they, it ends too quickly. You know, yeah. I, just, I, I would love them There's to... There's not like, enough meat and potatoes there. I that's, would love them to not. embrace, like, their old... Like you said, Nathan, um, you know, Halo 2, Halo 3. Like, yeah. embrace campaigns like that you know but but, but here's the thing how long did it take for them to create halo 2 and halo 3 i'm sure it took them a lot more time than what they have now to push out the (laughs) annual content right they had to crunch they had to crunch for both of them too yeah (laughs) so i mean that really explains why we're getting less content than what we would with a full new game right they they can't keep up you know, if they were to build a Destiny 3, for example, I feel like they would really need to take a step back and not release anything for a while. Yeah. And I don't know. That's what I was thinking, is they're, they're prepping Lightfall, and then that's going to be their, their last big project for Destiny 2. And potentially- Remember they said in order them, for them to make another Destiny, Destiny 3, then Destiny 2 would have to go dark for some time? Like, they, yeah. you know... So that's almost like symbolism right there. Yeah. So I, I that would be actually, I think if once Lightfall happens, if everything like, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing you just said there. You got my conspiracy tinfoil hat on now. Lightfall 
could just equal us ending the Dest- either Lightfall equals ending the series or Lightfall ends Destiny 2, 2's arc, and then we have to wait and we go dark. There's no more light, light falls, and then we go dark and then we wait till Destiny 3. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a huge possibility, you know, that it's all in the name, you know. It's like we could be living in darkness, you know, like the pyramid ships could really just completely overwhelm us, you know. I mean, it's they're going to be around. I mean, yeah. Th- that thing is over the traveler like for the, you know, the title of Lightfall, the pyramid ships. So, yeah. And let me put it this way, for me, I wouldn't mind if Bungie took 2, 3, 4 years to build a new game because that's really what I want. I don't want a game that's like 25% there or halfway there. I want a completely new experience. I don't want an expansion. I don't want a DLC. I just want a Destiny 3. And if that means that I have to stop playing Destiny for a few years to get that, you know, I think it's worthwhile. And remember, Destiny 2 doesn't have to die just because they're not releasing new content for it. They can maintain the game and still... Look at Destiny 1. Yeah, look at Destiny 1. Perfect example. There's the example. Yep, right there. <laughs> I, I like that they're 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 they have a vision now, and I think they can expand upon it and build the game that they now know they want to make in Destiny Three, and that's why I, I would prefer them to do that eventually. Um, you know, fine tune everything by by Lightfall, and then Destiny Three comes out, and it's just it's right the off. Franchise is not going to die at Lightfall. It's just not going to oh, happen. It's, no, no it's way. Too big, you know. So. I mean, they have so much time and energy into it, too. So Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, they, they put a lot of heart and soul into the game, and I don't think it's going to be such an easy thing for them just to let go and to end it. I think they're going to maintain the game, even if they're not producing new content for a Destiny 2, for example. But um, I, I think these are really interesting points. I think Lightfall could be... Not necessarily the end, but a break that Bungie needs to build something a lot more meaningful and impactful and to be a lot more ambitious with what they're able to do, right? And any developer needs to take that time. They need, they need that the time. time. I mean, yeah. Look at Cyberpunk, eight years in the making. I mean, it took eight years and still they're delaying the release. It goes to show how complicated video game development is, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I gotta ask, Nathan, what's next for you? Oh, uh, just maintaining, like, kind of just trying to find a, a good rhythm and find a good like way of me making content while still living like my life. <laughs> um, still focusing on Destiny's stuff because I, I do enjoy making. I think Destiny's probably one of the easiest things to make content on because there's just so much in the game. You got new weapons, you got random rolls. Uh, eventually, there's going to be more builds and stuff now. So with with Beyond Light, you're going to be able to do all these different kind of reviews on things. Um, and I can make a lot of memes out of all this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that pretty much that is just making new content and then also trying to just expand uh, my circle of friends and weebs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know it's. Uh... 
that's the thing is just work-life balance, you know, trying to yeah. find the time to, you know, do the work that you need to do, you know, then enjoy life and, you know, cause you have responsibilities, but also, and then have fun too, you know? So that's the hardest thing to do, but. See, I think for me, I've been pretty much sacrificing the fun part because it's like, I go to work, I do my job, but then I have just a bunch more work that I have to do after so i find that the thing that gets sacrificed between fun and sleep that those are the two areas where i've been kind of slacking on yeah on that note thank you nathan for sharing your awesome story with us and for opening up about who you are and what you do in the community and I think we can segue just a little bit and talk about the state of Destiny 2 with what we have today. We learned about so many different things. We learned about changes that are coming to Destiny with Beyond Light that will fundamentally change the way that we play and the way that the developers approach the content that we're getting. A lot of things are going to be sunset. A lot of things are going away. But before we dive into that, I do want to quickly chat about some of the new things that we have in the game. And I know we briefly touched on this earlier, but we have a new quest available with Eris Morn, correct? I think it's with, um, what, Zavala? Or oh, is it Zavala? I, uh, yeah, it starts with Zavala, and then we, uh, well, there's, there's a few, there's, yeah, the Zavala one, I think, for Traveler's Chosen. Yeah, they make it, it's basically going to all the planets. Like, it's a send-off for uh, all the planets that are going away. You got to do random missions for, you know, uh, Asher, um, Anna, Sloan, and who's the other one? Brother Vance? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you get the uh, the Traveler's Chosen sidearm. And it's actually a pretty good gun, believe it or not. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It's snappy, especially when you get kills with it in reloads. Like, it's pretty sweet. Even in the Crucible, actually, it's pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. I've been using, I've been an advocate for sidearms uh, on PC. <laughs> so I've been using it. And I'm like, man, this thing is pretty nice. And then the perk, uh, when it stacks up, you can just basically get back free grenades, free energy. It's pretty yeah. sure. And it actually does pair kind of well with a, you know, a good snappy sniper, too, and stuff. So. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a fun weapon. Um, you know, that's, is there, is there a catalyst for it yet? Uh, not yet. No, not oh, that okay. I don't Yeah. Interesting. And with this new sidearm, is it specifically good in any activity? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can make some pretty solid builds with it. Um, you can do like, you know, grenade builds and stuff, especially with the press of darkness. I think you can do really well with, uh, you know, you melt a, a, a drag or something and then or in the, the prophecy dungeon, you can, you know, get your grenade energy back pretty quickly. So using like that kind of build, I think you could do some pretty cool things. Yeah, and then the more kills you get with it, the faster it reloads and things like that too. And you just, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good gun. 
you can definitely make some good builds with it. Now, do we know if it's going away after Beyond Light launches, or is it going to stick around? That I don't know. Did they? I'm not sure. I imagine it, that the quest itself would have to go away because those planets are going away. Um, oh, you're right. Unless they add the weapon to some kind of a loot pool. Yeah, I mean, they're going to yeah. do that with... Because I never got the air apparent um, machine gun because I didn't do all that stuff for the... What was it? The Olympics? <laughs> like, yeah. the Guardian Games? <laughs> like... I just I couldn't be bothered man, to do all that stuff. Yeah, that was a lot. I, I opted uh, not to do it. Also, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. It was just it was these those events can be like solstice and yeah the the some of these events can be really tedious. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's um, I I don't know. I with the air, I, I want to get that air apparent gun. I think it's going to come back into the loot pool as a random drop. So I'm sure. The traveler chosen would probably do the same at some point in the you know future. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that. And what do we have to do to get the weapon right now before the new expansion comes Just out? Just do the quest. Just go see Zavala. Yeah. yeah. It's planetary uh, stuff. You do like a strike, uh, public events, stuff like that. Uh, the normal uh kill like fifty thousand things or something. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They have you do a strike. Busy work that they have you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not as bad. I feel like they did a little bit better job this time. It didn't feel as, as tedious, but it still wasn't like it's not at my ideal way of doing things. <laughs> it's literally just throw a podcast on, listen to something on YouTube. Or Twitch yep. while you're doing it. Listen to the Destiny show. <laughs> yeah, listen to the Destiny exactly. show. There you go. Just just listen to the Destiny show while you do these. Yeah, I mean, we're we're on average about a three hour podcast, so you have time. Just <laughs> press play and enjoy. <laughs> Although we're we're shooting for a shorter episode, so we're working on our episode length, <laughs> slowly but surely. And the other thing that we have, we have Iron Banner, and that's been kind of the Achilles heel. It's been a problem for a while, in my opinion. I think that Iron Banner is a fun game mode, but I feel like there's not enough new stuff. Yeah, it needs an overhaul. Like, just, and I keep saying this, just bring back the D1 weapons, man. If you can't make new weapons, and I, and I hope they do it in Beyond Light, and I don't know, I, hopefully they have new weapons. Just bring back the D1 ones, man. Bring back Neural Mercy. Bring back, like, Ephrodite Spear, Jolder's Hammer. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you have all yeah. those weapons you can pull from, you know, fr from D1. Like, the Clever Dragon. Well, why know. haven't they done that? I mean, it, it sounds, on the surface, like it would be fairly easy for them to just take the weapons from D1, bring them into D2, and there's a bunch of rewards that you can now get. Why haven't they done this? They brought one back, Fell Winter's Lie, and, and, you know, made that into a quest. But, I mean, you know... But why is that the only one? Like, is it too difficult for them to implement? What's what's the thing that that's holding them back? Hmm. 
that's a hard to say. I mean, some people will, will say, oh, you're bringing back new weapons. You're bringing back the old weapons yeah. and you can't make new weapons. So they'll get that criticism, you know, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with them, you know, reaching, you know, back and just grabbing some of those weapons, you know, because we've never had those ones in Destiny 2. So it'd be interesting to see how some of them would perform in this sandbox. Yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with an Ephrodite spear. I, that was one of my favorites in Destiny 1. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to have an, a high-impact sniper in the energy slot because I feel I, I, I can't think of any that isn't Revoker or Bite of the Fox at, off the top of my head in that slot that's going to be uh, useful in Beyond Light and be, uh, beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would, that would be cool. I mean... Hopefully they'll, you know, do something different with Iron Banner, like, you know, bring in, a, you know, do like a quest or something, you know, a cool quest, like that involves one of the characters like Ephrodite to get her Ephrodite spear, you know, and then maybe they update it like every month or two and, you know, bring back a couple weapons each time, you know, that's why it's, that's the thing. It's just like, we've had the same weapons ever since I feel like the beginning of D2. Like when it comes to Iron Banner. See, I don't think it's a bad idea to get like a quest line for Iron Banner, but I don't think it's sustainable. And overall, I would be happy to see Iron Banner just give us the game mode that we have with control. I think that's a perfect game mode, but they need to switch out the weapons with every season. Every season, you should be getting new stuff and not old stuff from Destiny 1, but really new stuff that build a new identity for the game. New weapons that feel just as special as Ephrodite's Spear, Nervin's Mercy, and all these weapons that we're so used to having. The other opportunity I think that Bungie has is to create armor that's really cool and that's really customized for the Iron Banner experience. And they have a lot of opportunities there because you can essentially make abilities that only work during the Iron Banner. So you can grind out to get specific armor, specific weapons that are most useful during the Iron Banner activity. You know, they tried with the mods. There's like, but there's only two of them. It's like Iron Grip and Iron Gaze. You know, yeah. so it's, they didn't give us enough of them to. But honestly, did the mods, did the mods really work? Did that work for you guys? Because for me, I don't know. What it do you guys think? It wasn't super nice. I, I, I don't think they, the Iron Grip one was pretty good, but the other one was pretty much useless. Uh, I, I think it gives you what? I think target, target acquisition or something. I yeah, the other exactly. one was it, it decreased your uh, range, but yeah. it gave you like a ton of stability or something like that, I think. Yeah, which it, it completely neuters whatever gun you're using. You know, if it has it, it's not not yeah. a great perk. Um, and then on the sidearm, the iron grip, I guess, does make a pretty big difference because I finally got one and uh, I had one without it and it, it did make a, a much bigger difference on it. Yeah. But not not earth shattering. Yeah, I just I feel like it needs an overhaul, you know. Um, it's hard to say what they were actually, you know, do with it. You know, I think they should uh they should just completely abandon the control, like the lockdown control mechanic and and control completely. I would 
I would turn into either a capture the flag or bring back rift. I think that would be um, a like much that. bigger appeal. I like the way you think both of them. <laughs> yeah. Rift capture a flag. I would love capture the flag. I would love that game mode. And then I, I know it would suck, but uh, I would have it only be Iron Banner exclusive. So when it, it when Iron Banner comes back, that way people would be like, oh, yes, finally I can play Capture the Flag or Rift, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with both those suggestions. Yeah. Another thing that we're about to go through, a lot of weapons are about to be sunset. A lot of weapons are about to be sunset and a lot of destinations as we briefly mentioned earlier are going away what do you guys think about first off activities being sunset in the game and destinations being sunset i from the beginning i am totally okay with this because we've been to all these destinations now for three years and i'm sorry but none of them have felt like d1 the way d1 felt to me so to get one destination back from D1, um, I'm willing to lose all these other destinations and for a brand new destination, that's probably going to be one the biggest destination probably that we've had in all of D2. Yeah, that sounds sounds where I'm at too. I'm, I'm cool with it just because there's, they probably are going to be reworking them in eventually and then getting back Cosmodrome would be great because it'll be very nostalgic and then, uh, spoiler alert, you get to hang out with Aldrin probably so or uh, yeah Nudrin. totally agree <laughs> with really, yeah that too I, I think that's I guess happening d- they're gonna work it in he'll probably be called the crow you know hopefully he doesn't I, I don't know if he'll have that weird voice thing though <laughs> yeah that was throwback. the yeah that was the e3 thing uh when they did they interviewed uh Joseph Staten and I think Jason Jones um back then yeah, that was fun. I, I was I'm really ready to see that scene actually. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like, too. when's this gonna be in the game? <laughs> Why is the city so, breathing down my neck? Exactly. I, I know they're gonna how we can talk out here. This is how we talk. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be that's gonna be cool. And then I'm pretty yeah. sure he had a he which gun did he have? He had, it looked like he had the, the, um, the Duke. I think it was the Duke, wasn't it? Was it the Duke? I thought it was the it looked like the vault vault of glass one. Was oh could have, fake know. bringer it looked like fake bringer a little bit <laughs> it's possible but I mean, yeah i'm i'm good with them sunsetting how they're doing it with the you know after they've explained it and stuff uh i understand completely like they spent all this time rebuilding and trying to make the engine work better uh they could take stuff out fix it up put it back in later like i'd love to have menagerie back with updated uh loopholes and stuff but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that I feel like some of that stuff just got too, you know, but it got bloated, you know, it was just, yeah, it wasn't enough. What was there wasn't enough to keep us like, you know, enjoying it. It just felt like it was too much part of the destiny Two formula. when it first came out, you know, and it just, I don't know, like you said, they can take it out, fix it up, make it better, you know, with the upgraded engine, hopefully, you know, that they're working on and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, my my thing is, I hope that by the time that we're done, I hope that they bring everything back, because by the time that Destiny 2 is pretty much at its end of life, where they're not releasing any more content, I would really hate for anything to be missing, like, for example, a story, right? I think there's something really cool about being able to go back 
and play through the story after several years, right? And that's kind of the cool thing with Destiny 1. We can go back and do that. With the changes that are happening with Destiny 2, I think that in a way we're kind of losing out on those opportunities in some way. And and maybe they'll bring everything back. Who knows? But the fact that I can't go back and play through the vanilla Destiny 2 story, that kind of sucks to me. Because like while most people may not have loved that story, I think that for me, I would want to go back and play that story. Right. And I kind of wish that. And I know we go back to this pretty frequently, but that 750 light level where everybody was brought up and that content was pretty much invalidated like that really sucked and for me that was kind of a downturn with the series where it's like eh, i don't know if i like this direction because think about how much effort we put to get to 750 you know everybody's brought up and that content is no longer relevant and now Things are just going away where it's like you can't even experience that. Like, what if I want to, in three months, want to go back and play the Menagerie or go back and play the Leviathan Raid? And it's like, uh, I can't, right? Yeah. So that's my pushback on that, where I, I think we are also losing some things along that way. Yeah, I, I think the, the 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 thing I'm thinking though is that it's just go it's going away and potentially will be reintroduced and then you'll be able to play it when it does come back and I think it'll it'll be you know more people will be playing it instead of it just being there and kind of eating up space. Exactly. Um, one, I think once it's, it's there, yeah. limited, then people will go there. I I think it's going away for the greater good, you know, for the betterment of the game. I feel like you know it's all for the right reasons and uh, the way I think of it. Yeah. And I, 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 what's uh, from a story point of view, I I really don't think it even, you need the red war or anything really up from uh, forsaken on, I think is like, that's, that will give you more of an, a grasp of the world than playing anything from like the red war, even though it was great. I I enjoyed it. Um, I think forsaken on is like the way they're going and the way they're directing the story. And that was that was almost more like an expansion than anything, <laughs> just because I mean it was bigger and everything. But uh, at the end of the day, like if you completely remove that whole first year of Destiny with like Curse of Osiris, all that stuff, you're 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 not really missing out on too much of the story, especially like going on from Beyond Light. Uh, you know, Mercury is going to be gone. All these places that were introduced then are going to be non-existent. Yeah, and it's I'm wondering what that new store is going to be like for the new Guardian when they come in and play yeah. on day one. You know, what is that imagine. new light story going to be like? What is that, you know? That and, almost makes me want to delete one of my characters and try. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Well, as an idea, you can just start a new account and, you know, play. It is free to play, so you can technically start fresh with a new account and where are they going to start people out like as far as like you know they started people out 750 in shadow keep so what's going to be where are they going to land for this you know they haven't talked about it and they also haven't even talked about like are they bringing everybody up to level or are they 
expecting you to level up your character to a certain point to experience the new content. That's going to be really interesting to see how they approach that because they haven't said anything yet. We've got some really interesting twabs coming up here this month. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys believe that it's already October 1st and we are a little over a month away? No, just, it's been a long year. We're it's been taking forever. Six weeks away. And I mean, yeah. shit's going to get really crazy really quick. Like if we thought the pre-orders for the new consoles was a crazy time, man, wait till November. It's going to be crazy. But I'm excited. I'm excited for it. So I do want to ask, what do you all think about Festival of the Lost that was just announced? It looks cool. Uh, yeah you know i'm excited to play some of it you know to get some get at least the ornaments because they look really cool oh yeah um i'm I'm definitely getting the ornaments and stuff uh I, I love halloween's my favorite they always come out with like the coolest emblems too and like the showed off that new one and i'm like i need that because it looks like um from an anime called soul eater uh it it looks like the yeah uh, that Death emblem Man. looks so cool so I need that. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And then the hunter armor looks top notch. Like werewolf, like, oh, 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 I need it. <laughs> yeah. Warlock's the vampire. And then the Frankenstein. The Frankenstein. Yeah. I like the chains on him. Um, was there a new did you guys see the trailer that they um released today too? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. pretty sick too. Yeah, the music when it was pretty awesome. Like they had yeah. some nice uh metal in there. Metal, yeah, in there. Some uh some guitar solos. I'm all I'm yeah. all about riffs. I like some riffs, man. Was there a drum emote? Was somebody like drumming and things like oh, that? Oh, I think that was the uh the the primitive emote. They have like a an emote where you're hitting a, a like a glowy skull with a bone or something. So Did they have like that a emote in the game? Or yeah, it's in the game. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it looks like they have a page up for Festival of the Lost. And did, did they put this up today? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. I don't, I don't think I saw this before. So it looks like Festival of the Lost will be starting on October 6th, and it's going to be going until November 3rd. So it's going to be almost an entire month. It's going to be yeah. free for all players. So whether you bought Destiny 2 content or whether you're playing for free, you'll get access to it. You know what's funny? The fact that this is going to be till November 3rd. Like, that last week, like, shit's going to go down in the game. Like, Fessel lost, and then four planets are going to go away. <laughs> yeah. So... Here's my question. Yeah. Are they going to tie Festival of the Lost into the storyline of things going away? Is is it going to tie together somehow? I think it will cuz it's going to yeah, it's literally going to lead into that last week. You know. It could, so, yeah. Yeah. When we find out Eva Levante is actually a, an agent of the darkness and a member of Sabathun <laughs> or is Sabathun? 
And that she's just saving us this whole time. She's just one of Sabathun's eyes. Yeah. She's a conduit. So this <laughs> is just a speculation, but on this landing page for the new season, the Festival of the Lost, they state the following. Secrets in the forest. The haunted forest is open once again, and this time... The spider wants to bargain for your cooperation. Meet with him. Line your pockets with cipher decoders and then race the clock within the dark corridors of the haunted forest. Keep the wits about you and there may be more than one treasure waiting for you at the end. So there might be something more yeah, that. they said in the TWAB that there's going to be like five treasure chests at the end of oh, wow. uh, the run. So that's cool. My, this is really cool. Yeah. I think the rewards are pretty awesome too. And you get a really nice, oh, look at that emblem. Yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that emblem wow. is dope. <laughs> really cool. Which is part of the reason why I think Festival Lost is going to, you know, basically set up the events leading into that last week. Because look at look at the pyramid ships on that emblem. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Do you feel that any of the items that we're seeing here are going to be exclusive with purchase, or is everything going to be earnable in game? I think you can. Probably some of it you'll probably be able to like piece together. Like usually when they have these events, they have like the helmet for sale with uh, Bright Dust uh, every week or something. Like uh, if you've stocked up on Bright Dust, I think you'll be able to get most of it over time. Um, but I do think it, it'd probably be easier just to buy them out, right? Yeah, it's in the TWAB. I will talk about it here in a little bit. Um, okay, well, we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. And we're going to dive into more festival of the lost conversations but before we do we have a couple more things to touch on first what do you feel about the live service experience that destiny is starting to become and embrace is is that the right approach with destiny to be a live service game where things just go away and return and change from one season to another well they were kind of skating I, that line in d1 and then more and more in d2 yes it's you know become more mmo like you know like world of warcraft things change i believe in that game like what was it the catalyst cataclysm yeah. like expansion like changed the world i guess you know so yeah and we've had the live event happen, you know, with uh, the Almighty. And I think we're going to have another live event that's going to usher these planets out at that last week, too. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so, too. It's set, it's set up for it, man. Like, so, yeah, I mean, it's they've it's live service. Um, I just hope they are, you know, doing it. They will be doing it right. I hope they, you know, I think they know what they want to do with it. You know, so, I mean, I, I have confidence in, you know, in them to do it right. You know, so. Yeah, I, I think it will. 
you know, it's, uh, I know a lot of people are, you know, kind of sour on losing all these planets and things like that. And I, I understand their pleas. Um, but for me, like I said, you know, to get the new and get the good and get the best, you know, sometimes you got to let go of some of that stuff that's weighing it down. And it literally was weighing it down. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. making it difficult for them to update the game and to push any kind of fixes. So it definitely made things kind of challenging for Bungie. What do you want to say about that, Nathan? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page. <laughs> There's not much else yet. I don't yeah. got too much to add there. I think it's just, it's good for the game to not be as bloated. Um, for it to be as a live service, I think it comes with a lot of work and a lot of trial and error. And I think they, they learned some stuff from the last live event with the, uh, the, like, you know, the, the almighty crashing and stuff. Um, can it be done right? I think so. If they do it properly, um, I'm I, I wouldn't say they should definitely not like constantly re like remove planets and destinations. I think they should just kind of build around the things they have, um, and then like reintroduce reintroduce things like menagerie for a limited time and bring things back, kind of like what they do now, but hopefully with a new engine that allows it to be more engaging and more diverse. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of games that do it right. Like I look at, I played, uh, I play a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I was playing it a lot when I had more free time because uh, I was furloughed from work. And that game is a, a masterpiece at PVE and live service. Uh, I didn't get to get too much into the PVP aspect of it, but I've heard it's pretty decent too. Um, but they they do a stellar job of having these these uh, events similar to how Destiny does. But they they go above and beyond and constantly add like all these new exclusives and they're all earnable in game. Um, sometimes they go up in the shop afterwards, but it's really just like, it has you play old, like what they have is like strikes essentially uh, that are all match made and you just earn the currency for that event. And then you can buy all these exclusive cosmetics and stuff for that event. And they do a really well, like do it really well. And uh, it's rewarding. You, you understand why you're doing what you're doing and, you know, you try to find it as much mo most efficient way, but you're still playing the game and you're 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 earning something. You're working towards something. So I think if they learn how to embrace that aspect of MMOs, where you're you're doing things, but you're you're doing it because you're earning something and you have a goal, um, and lean more towards the cosmetic aspect of the game because that's a lot of what players like is like diversifying themselves and having their own character and making it feel more personal to themselves. So I think they can learn those things and kind of pull from that MMO instead of like, wow is great. I think wow is a classic, but I think it's, it's almost too grindy. It put me off. I, I wasn't a huge fan of wow just because it was, it was not something that you could just like pick up and play for a little bit and then go away. Whereas final fantasy 14, you could like play for an hour or two and be good. You, you, you did something, you accomplished something in that hour or two. Wow. I felt like it was like, you got to be playing like six hours. <laughs> That's the thing is like, I want to get into that game too. Like, cause I love final fantasy. I am a huge fan of final fantasy. Like I love like the mainline final fantasy games. And mm -hmm. I heard nothing but good things about 14 ever since they fixed it. You know? Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. It, I will tell you right now, if, if I, if my personal opinion, I think it's the best MMO on the market, hands down. 
Um, and they just cleaned it up with the latest update. So they made the story more streamlined. Uh, it's all free, I believe, too. So you can actually play it for free up until Heaven's Ward. Uh, and that that expansion, I played through it. It is one of the best gaming experiences and stories I've played in a long time. Um, so it's really no risk. You could play it. Uh, it's not too meaty where you're like, oh, I have to invest all this time and I can, I can, you can play it for an hour or two and be done and then come back whenever you got time. Isn't there uh, a monthly subscription cost though for that? There is a uh, past heaven's word now, but now they have oh. it. They basically made it free to play essentially. Oh, I didn't free know that. Wow. Yeah. So it, yeah, there's no risk to playing it or trying it out. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, they they really want to bring in new people. So they what they did was uh, trim the fat on the main storyline, which was very long and tedious. Um, but they they got rid of a lot of that uh, fat on that, and then they uh, basically gave you Heaven's Word for free. Uh, and then they have two other expansions past that that are also really good. Shadowbringers, um, right? Yeah, yeah, Stormblood and Shadowbringers, and uh, those are really cool. I love Stormblood because it's like kind of set in like a, a feudal Japan esque area. So you got a lot of samurais and like cool aesthetics. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to try it sometime when I get the time. <laughs> yeah, I think That's the it. one thing that deterred me from um, trying WoW is the monthly subscription. Because it's like, if it's a game that I'm really invested in, I'm willing to pay for it. But I'm not willing to pay monthly to see if I like it. So I think the free-to-play model now is going to maybe entice me to try the game out yeah i would say absolutely try it if you like a good pbe game with a good story and an amazing soundtrack um and just uh, it's not it, i i feel like there's there's a, a level of mechanics once you get to the end game but you don't get to the end game for a long time you can kind of just uh learn the mechanics as you go it's very like user friendly and noob friendly uh really it's you you almost can't fail <laughs> uh it has you even lets you like if you fail a mission you can restart it at an easier level um but majority of the time you can just get through it uh by just doing your combos and stuff and the combos are really easy to learn um it's controller friendly it's mouse and keyboard friendly uh so i i think it's a top-notch mmo how many people can you have in your team at once Oof. uh you can i mean there's like a, a a thing of eight like you can do a, a raid uh, an alliance raid and there's like i think five six teams of eight or so oh wow yeah you can do these big giant raids or uh i think it's like six or eight i can't remember how many i think it's six for the the like normal things um and then in like the strikes the essentially the strikes are it's four people you have like a da a tank two dps and a healer mm -hmm. and then if you play as a tank you get get queued up way faster or healer and on that note we do have some other things to talk about and we have a bungee weekly update as we like to call it or the twab and shadow price what's going on in the world of bungee this week uh, you know, just uh, another week. We got a TWAB here. It's uh, Festival of Lost Returns. Uh, it's happening next week, October 6th. 
watch the trailer if you haven't. It's a pretty cool trailer. You know how Bungie likes to hype these things up right before. So um, there's also a page, too. We went over some of the info on that page. Um, so everybody can get a look at that at their leisure. Um, Cosmo wrote this to him, and it's funny. He said, uh, the space grandma, Eva, will we, we be there to lead the celebration? <laughs> <laughs> space grandma i died i died when i read that it was great <laughs> i like so, that space grandma space grandma <laughs> so the haunted forest returns uh there's just like we talked about earlier uh there's gonna be five more chests added to the end of each run so there's an incentive to do that um and a new mechanic for actually running it this year you'll need cipher decoders like we talked about earlier to open the chests so talk to the spider and you can get that started. And they'll also drop from other activities once you talk to spider. Uh, for the rewards, you're going to get uh, the Braytech Werewolf is back and also the Horror Story auto rifles. And they will each have uh, new perk combos available on those. Um, we're getting new masks this year. And the mods that, uh, will also return for those masks. Um, so the event ends, it goes from October 6th to November 3rd, and there's going to be three triumphs to complete uh, for the rewards. And the rewards that you get for those triumphs, doing those triumphs, is the mummified exotic ship, the sparrow, and the ghost. Did you guys get a chance to look at those? Yeah. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Yeah, and they want the bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do look cool. Uh, the art team definitely kills it all the time. Um, so what, if you finish the wrapped and ready triumph to get the exotic ghosts, it unlocks the ability to purchase the restless ghost pin through Bungie rewards. So if you want even more bread, go get it. Uh, there's also a new emblem available, which we discussed earlier, and you get that for finishing the initial quest for the festival loss. And that emblem looks sweet. Let me tell you. Very cool. Um, the minimum power to enter the hot, uh, there's going to be some, so there's quick few notes on the festival. Um, minimum power to enter the haunted forest is going to be 750. Uh, guardians can hold up 25 cipher decoders before you need to go open a chest in the haunted forest. Uh, there's going to be earnable masks. They're going to be available for bright dust and silver. So two, two options, two methods of uh, a currency, bright dust and silver for the earnable masks. Uh, any triumphs involving masks do not require Eververse, so they don't require a purchase from Eververse to complete the triumphs. Uh, the bounties will return from last year uh, to offer bright, more bright dust, so you can purchase more masks and other goodies. And there'll be all new Eververse items will be available for bright dust and silver, but there is going to be one finisher. It's called the One Inch Punch, and that will be silver only. Mm. So, oh yeah, and his uh, toothbrush is still just a toothbrush. Don't know what that meant. <laughs> what he put in there. So that's pretty much Festival Lost. Um, you know, so what do you guys think of what their the festival offering is going to be for this year? I mean, like for for me, I like the rewards. Um, I think the rewards are pretty cool. And I'm happy that most of them are not locked behind the paywall. And I think that's that's a really big 
thing. You know, I'm okay if it's one thing they put behind the paywall. I'm fine with that. But yeah, so I think it's a positive change. It didn't say how you're going to get those armor ornaments, though, did they? I didn't see it in the TWAB anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would imagine if you can probably earn them through silver dust without having to actually pay. So that might be an option that they would take. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess you can you, you probably either use bright dust. Maybe they'll be. Maybe they're going to be drops, or maybe they'll be for quests from Eva. Possibly, hoping that's the case. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice if there was more uh, bright dust. Uh, able to get more bright dust than other sources too would be good. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much festival. Uh. So the next part of the TWAB, they go on to talk about the direct relief twenty twenty. Um. You know, it's 2020 has been a mess this year, and but the Destiny community comes together like no other. So over 500,000 people have been evacuated from homes across California, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, wildfires have been life-threatening and has had a serious impact on the resp- respiratory health of the people. So the Bungie Foundation is going to be there supporting to provide N95 masks, medicine, and other resources to healthcare and first responders in the area affected. And they're going to be selling the empathetic ghost shell again, um, which is good because all profits are going to be uh, going to uh, Bennett, the direct relief wildfire um, efforts. So if you didn't get a chance to get that ghost shell before, um, you're going to be helping out people that need that help. And you're going to get yourself a cool emblem and a pin for that. So, which is called the uh, Benevolent Hue emblem as a thank you. So, heads up if you go to the Bungie store right now and if you make the purchase, we're going to include all of the details in the show notes. And I'm about to make my purchase right now. So, that's why I know. But you actually get two more emblems for taking action today you can get the destiny 2 planet of peace emblem and you also get the destiny 2 third mark of the collector emblem and both of those will unlock in addition to the emblem that you get with the empathetic ghost shell so 15 bucks and uh, you get to make a big difference in people's lives when they need to help the most so definitely i urge you to take action yeah a lot of people are this too you know it's california washington oregon you know bungees in washington state so you know they've also been affected there in washington and oregon and like these wildfires have been out of control um so they are definitely needing your everybody's support if they have the you know are able to that's you know it's it's going for a great cause so i encourage it um so next week there'll also be double ordeal rewards granted in the nightfall just like there was like a week ago and the strike that will they'll be having for that is the garden world um 
So there's incentive to go do that. You get double the rewards. And it's going to happen during the Festival of Lost, so you could get the ciphers you need, you know, to open those chests too as well. So it's good stuff. Um, but that's that's pretty much the TWAB, guys. I mean, there's the movies of the week. Um, the two movies are uh, The Fast Find a Way. <laughs> <laughs> winner um it looks like uh he's uh, riding the sparrow in the prophecy dungeon so that's pretty cool um and then the honorable mention is smashing so we had two this week so congratulations to the winners and yeah that's pretty much the 12 guys very cool well it, nice. it's great that we get to support a really good cause and a lot of great stuff about Festival of the Lost. And we do have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And this week will be no different. And Nathan Sane, as our guest tonight, do you want to go first? Do you want to kick things off? What would you give this week's Bungie weekly update in the form of Spicy tuna rolls between one and five. One and five. I will give it 4.20 spicy tuna rolls. <laughs> 4.20 from Nathan Sane. And why would you give this week's Bungie Weekly update 4.20? Oh, it just, it, it's pretty lit. Uh, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. To, I love Halloween. Halloween's my favorite. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the, uh, the ornaments look like. And I love Festival of Lost. So it's, it's a good, good twop. Awesome. And Shadow Price, what would you give this week's Bungie Weekly Update? Uh, there is some good things in this twab. I really do like those new ornaments. That Hunter one is just so sick. Um, I definitely have to have that. <laughs> no doubt about it. I have to have the emblem because the emblem is sick. And so is the uh, Sparrow uh, ship and uh, Ghost. So I'm going to have to go and, and just, you know, Bungie doing their thing, you know, being very generous and giving like they always try to be i'm gonna go 4.5 just because i i like some of the things that were in this twab was it anything with beyond light no like nothing nothing beyond light so we didn't get any of that stuff this week but the stuff we did get i, I liked and i had spicy tuna today too so yeah 4.5 okay well um <laughs> let's see i'm gonna be really generous tonight I'm going to give this week's Bungie Weekly Update five out of five spicy tuna rolls. And here's why. We got the Festival of the Lost trailer. The rewards that we have for Festival of the Lost, they don't suck. They're pretty awesome. And I know I'm going to be really excited to play Festival of the Lost. I'm just going to really need a graphics card or playing 30 frames and suck it up but either one of those will have to happen and the rewards look really cool i like that most of it isn't really hidden behind a paywall i think there's only one item the ghost shell looks really sick 
The emblem looks really, really cool. I really like the direct relief efforts that they're doing. I mean, they're helping people out right now who are in serious need. And even Bungie is being affected by this. They are in Washington. So you're helping a lot of people by supporting this cause. It's great that they were able to get the campaign up and running so quickly and were able to respond so quickly to gather the Guardians and the Destiny community to support such a great cause. And I am definitely supporting this from October 1st till October 15th. We get a chance to really make a difference with uh, supporting direct relief efforts with the wildfires. So that's great. And I like everything we got with this update. The movies of the week look really cool. I like that Cosmo wrote the update. And Space we're going to have Cosmo yeah, and Space Grandma and we're going to have Cosmo on the podcast next month. So I'm going to give this one a five out of five spicy tuna rolls. And Guardians, on that note, I know it's hard to believe that we're not going for another hour, but we're not. <laughs> Wait, I got to say one more thing. Sorry. And I know this isn't Destiny related, but it's interesting. Did you guys, did you guys play Smash Brothers at all by any chance? Did you guys? I, I have Smash Brothers. Did you see who got announced for Smash Brothers today? Oh yeah. Uh, no. Steve. My, Minecraft Steve is going to be in Smash. So it kind of broke Twitter. Like when that happened today, Twitter just like completely broke. Like I think it broke the internet too because it's just yeah a little like, bit. Like it was immediately trending. Like when it happened. Um. The, th the reason why it's so huge is, for one, it's a Microsoft property. Two, it's the most, uh, it's sold the most copies of any game, like, right, you know, ever. 200 million. It's the number one selling game of all time. Um, so, and that's hard to believe, but it's true. It, yes, it's, it's sold more than Tetris. <laughs> Tetris has been up there, and so has Grand Theft Auto V. But yeah, it sold two hundred over two hundred million copies. The thing that makes me like have hope and happy about the you know because I am happy about this reveal because my kids do like Minecraft, and I'm sure they're going to you know bug me to purchase this you know DLC fighter. But this gives me hope because now guess what? We have two Microsoft properties in Smash Brothers. We have Banjo-Kazooie, remember that? That was last year. They came into um, Smash. This year, we, we get Minecraft Steve. And then before last year, we had no Western characters. Like everything was Japanese. So this gives me hope for who, you guys know where I'm going with this, right? Oh yeah, the Master Chief. Master Chief. Gives me all <laughs> the hope that we can see Master Chief in Smash. And I tell I've... you, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh! I, I just think they'll, what they'll do is they'll put it. Uh, they'll put Master Chief in when they finish uh, Infinite. Mm. Around that time, I think that's that's gonna be promotional. What a way to promote it! Yeah, absolutely. I I one hundred percent agree with you. And I said if they do put Chief in to Smash, I will buy every every fighter. Like, <laughs> I will buy every fighter. Because I will be so freaking hyped if they put Chief into Smash. 
Yeah. So it's, and Nintendo does some like pretty huge things. And I think Microsoft's learning that the, uh, the, the um, exclusivity is okay to a certain degree. Um, I think PlayStation goes way too hard with exclusivity and at least like not allowing crossplay and stuff. I think the future is crossplay. Um, and the sooner that like Microsoft and Nintendo get on board with each other and open up things for gamers, the better for the gaming community as a whole. And having PC be involved in that, I would love it if Sony would also kind of like loosen the reins and like everything could be cross-play. Um, keep your exclusives though, like, you know, have your own Spider-Man and all that stuff. But like as far as multiplayer goes, I think it would be uh, one of the most fantastic things if you could cross-play with every platform. Yeah, just like, you know, they said Microsoft's campaign, your Xbox's campaign. It's better when everybody plays together, you know? Yep. So... No, and that's that's going to be the future. It's you know, it's not going to be about hardware sales or trying to keep things exclusive to your platform. Maybe Nintendo will keep that because that's their bread and butter. But overall, I think, you know, crossplay is becoming a thing and it's becoming a lot more popular and people want to be able to play together regardless of where they play. And we're starting to see where service is becoming the primary model for how video games are being sold. And that's going to continue to become the trend. The future isn't about selling you expensive hardware. The future is about selling you a monthly subscription that you keep paying each month to continue to have access to that content. And that's what these companies are pushing for. And that's where the future is going. And for better or for worse, right? I think there are pros and cons to each. But nonetheless, I'm excited to see where video games go this coming fall, this November. Yeah, that was interesting what you said, because Microsoft, they're thinking globally. You know, they're not just thinking they're staying to want, you know, their console, like they, they're on PC. They're going to be, they're on smartphones and tablets with xCloud. They're thinking globally, you know, and they're, they're trying to also sell in Japan and they're trying to sell them Game Pass and xCloud because, you know, you get Japan behind you, you like they love their portable devices. So if they, you know, I, I know it's not going to they're never going to like have a major foothold in Japan. It's just unfortunately, it's more of a Western like I think kind of, you know, thing, you know, Xbox and you know, Game Pass and probably like that. But, you know, for them to be able to reach people all over from all over the globe, you know, through, you know, be able to provide this service and things like that, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting to see like how well Microsoft does in this new generation or how Xbox does in their, you know, series of platforms. Definitely, definitely. And Nathan, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, that was, this was a good, good time. It was good conversation. <laughs> uh, just excited for the future. Dude, it was such a pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show and to get a chance to hang out and talk destiny and learn more about you and what you do in the community. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such a pleasure to hang out and podcast together. And before we let you go, where can the guardians learn more about you? and what you do oh you can find me on twitter twitch and youtube uh all 
under the moniker of Nathan Sane. Uh, I stream on the weekends. I make, I try to do one or two YouTube videos a week, depending on how much time I have. Um, and then, yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter sharing like memes. <laughs> awesome. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? You can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here every week on the Destiny Show podcast. Awesome. You can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and now on Amazon Podcasts. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. And you can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can also find me at OMG Cornholio on Twitter and right here on The Destiny Show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show. Next week on the podcast, we welcome the awesome Lord Cognito on The Destiny Show. And we have some pretty big announcements that we're going to be making in just a moment on Twitter. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And thank you, Guardians, for joining us for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.